I would invite you to open your Bibles tonight to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Ephesians, chapter 6 tonight. You know, there are a lot of voices today that are competing for the attention of young people especially. Because if you can influence the youth, you can influence the nation, you can influence the world. And there are a lot of people that are trying to influence children through their parents. And consequently, there is a lot of bad advice that is being given today about parenting children. And through this bad advice, people who do not believe in the God of the Bible, do not believe in the authority of Scripture are exerting a negative influence on children. And this is in addition to the negative influence that is being exerted on them through the education systems, through entertainment, through various online platforms where they engage the child directly. This is more of an indirect attack. And most of what is made popular today in the realm of parenting advice is based on godless, man-centered human philosophy. It is astounding to me the number of people that put themselves forward as parenting experts. Now, I have had the privilege of being a parent now for 20 years. If you had translated that into military service, I'd be eligible for full retirement. And I in no way would be arrogant enough to consider myself a parenting expert. And if I were to poll the audience tonight and and say, how many of you are a parenting expert, I'm going to guess that none of you would be so brash to say, oh, that's me, I've got it all figured out. So when I think about the people that I know and my my circle, the people that I associate with, I think we've all come to the mutual conclusion that there's only one expert on parenting, and it's God. Now, there are a lot of people who have written some helpful things over the years, and we can read their things, and it can point us in the right direction. But honestly, some of the things that I read and some of the videos that I've seen and the podcasts that I've heard from people who call themselves parenting experts, it just baffles me that they would think that they are indeed a parenting expert. Now, many of them have an advanced college degree in something like childhood education or different things like that, and and because they have degrees in philosophy and anthropology and all of these things, then they'll be willing to put themselves forward as an expert. But what you find when you dig into a lot of that is a complete lack of biblical foundation. It's just a bunch of humanistic gobbledygook that's being foisted upon parents that's then being dumped off on the children. I believe, and I believe you also are in agreement with me, that what children need is to hear clearly from the Bible how God expects them to act. I believe children can understand the instructions that God has given them. And I believe it's our job as parents and any, any adult that has interaction with children as a Christian, it's our job uh, to teach them the plain and simple truth about what God says to do and what God says not to do. 
I don't believe it's helpful to feed them a jumbled up word salad of feel-good catchphrases like learning self-actualization, self-regulation, or how to intrinsically learn to decide for yourself what is good and feels good and all this other and many more nonsensical phrases that, that people today use as buzzwords and catchphrases in the parenting advice world. It's not that complicated. I didn't say it was easy to be a good parent, but it's not that complicated. God has made it easy for children to understand what He expects of them, and He's given them parents to teach what He wants. And He's given those parents a very simple yet profound manual in the Scripture of how to be the kind of parent that God wants you to be and for children to be the kind of children that God wants them to be. And when we look into the Bible, we find the only wise plan for child rearing. You can't improve upon it. You can't do better than what God has laid out in His Word. The best thing you can do is to learn what God says in this realm and do it. Children are not to be given the rudder to steer the ship of their own life. They are to be led by their parents, biblically taught how to obey God, and that includes how to obey and honor their parents. It is a parent's responsibility to do that for a child until such a time that they have the physical, emotional, mental, and most importantly, spiritual maturity to make life-altering decisions for themselves. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, we have a passage of Scripture I know is familiar to us all. But tonight, I want us to revisit this and, and consider again, very simply, what is the responsibility of children? I say this for the benefit of all children here tonight. How many of you are someone's child? Raise your hand. All right, every hand should be up, okay? Unless you, you know, came from outer space or something like that, all right? But many of us, many of you in here tonight are, are children in your mother and father's home. And so for your benefit tonight, I want you to hear from the Bible what God wants you to do. It's plain and simple, and you can understand it, and by the grace of God, you can do it. But also, I want every parent in here tonight to hear again what God expects your children to do, because it is our responsibility to teach them that and to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And maybe you're here tonight, maybe you don't have children, or maybe your children are long gone. If you know children, or know those who are parenting children, you need to hear this again tonight. So as you encourage and help others, you can help, do the, help them do what God wants them to do in a biblical way. Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Now this amazingly straightforward concept has been in use for thousands of years. And when followed correctly, it has resulted in billions of well-adjusted adults who know how to function in life, but more importantly, who know how to relate to God biblically. So let's consider 
these two simple expectations that God has put in writing for children as they relate to their parents. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we continue. Heavenly Father, help us to set aside any bias or preconceived notions we might have that are not biblical. And help us to examine ourselves in light of Scripture, our beliefs, our actions, our words, our thoughts. And anything that doesn't line up with the truth of Scripture, may we be willing to put it out of our lives, to put it off, so that we might put on the mind of Christ and think how you want us to think and act how you want us to act. And Lord, in day and age when the, when the family is under attack like never before, and when the idea of a Christian family is especially a target for those who hate you and hate your word, I pray that you would strengthen the families of Philadelphia Baptist Church, that we would be grounded and settled in our biblical understanding of your will for the home. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. If we were to sum it up, God expects children to obey and to honor their parents. It's a very simple expectation that God has given. So let's break it down into these two simple categories. The first expectation is that God expects children to obey their parent, parents. Children are to obey their parents. Notice again verse number 1. In fact, I want you to say with me those first seven verses. Okay, ready, begin. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is an amazingly simple command. What does it mean to obey? It means to do what you are told to do. It means to do it when you're told to do it. It means to do it in a way that you're told to do it. I, I did not know this, but apparently there are people out there who believe that teaching children obedience is an unbiblical concept. And I, I was baffled at how someone could read Scripture and come away with any other definition, and then I started reading some of their writings, and I found that in order to come to that conclusion, uh, they had to become a master in theological gymnastics. And they had to learn how to twist Scripture completely around to fit their own preconceived notions. The idea of obedience in Scripture is simple. It is compliance to what God tells us to do. Obedience toward God is the first and foremost area of obedience. You know, back in Exodus chapter 20, God gave the children of Israel a list of ten what? A little louder, please. Commandments. Commandments. They were not suggestions. They were not guidelines. They weren't helpful hints. They weren't tips and tricks to help you live a better life. They were commandments. You look through that list, and God was pretty clear. He said, thou shalt. He said, thou shalt not. God set forward some very clear expectations, and He intended for those expectations in the form of commandments to be complied with, to be followed, to be obeyed. Now, one of the commandments that God gives is for children to obey their parents. That is a commandment from the Lord. We read it right here. We read it in many other places in Scripture. But the Bible commands 
children to obey their parents. It is the right thing to do. For children to comply with the instructions and the wishes and the commands of their parents. Now, children, I think, knowing all of you as I do, I believe you've been taught this, that you are to obey your parents. But I want to help you out tonight a little bit in making sure that you understand this, that, that God has told your parents that they have a very big job to do. They are supposed to teach you and to train you in the way that you should go. And so your parents should not tell you to do things just for the fun of it, but it should all be for the purpose of trying to teach you and to train you to be what God wants you to be and to teach you what God wants you to know. And it's as they are training you that God has told you to obey them. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 5 says, A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. The Bible says it's a foolish person, a foolish child, who does not listen to his father's instruction. Proverbs 1 verses 8 and 9, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace upon under thy head and chains about thy neck. Proverbs 6 verses 20 and 21 and 22. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Commandments, laws. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like God expects parents to have the authority over their children. And that the basis for a parent-child relationship is that the parent has the authority and the child has the responsibility to follow their instructions and obey them. Proverbs 6 again, verse 21 goes on to say, Bind them continually upon thine heart, tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. The commandments of thy father, the law of thy mother, it's good for you, children, to listen and follow what your parents tell you to do. You know, in the Old Testament, God took rebellion against authority very seriously, especially against parental authority. Some of you may know this, some of you may not, and it might shock you to know and to learn that in the Old Testament... There was actually a law that if a child was persistently rebellious against their parents, that the parents could bring this child, and the indication it is much older child, we're not talking about infants and toddlers here, uh, but a child who's old enough to know better and refuses to, they could be brought before the judges of Israel and they could be punished even by death. Now, I'm so thankful we do not live in the Old Testament, Amen. I'm thankful that we live in the New Testament. I'm thankful that we live in this particular age. But let me ask you this. Does God take disobedience any less seriously now than he did then? Does God say, you know what, back then it was bad, but now it's okay? Has God changed his mind? No. No, God still takes it very seriously. In fact, in, in the description of the end times that's given, I believe it's 2 Timothy, it says one of the markers of the end times would be a prevailing culture of disobedience to parents. Children are supposed to obey their parents. You know, a lot of children, though, go through times where 
they are rebellious against their authority. Some of that is just as they're trying to learn and understand what boundaries are. Sometimes that children push against the boundaries a little bit and they go through times of rebellion. And some people say, well, you know, that's no big deal. Everybody does it. Everybody has to go sow their wild oats. That's a phrase that used to be used. I don't understand it. I've never even seen wild oats. I don't know how I would sow them, but I guess it means going out and doing a lot of bad things. And so some people would say, you know, that's just, that's just normal. But let me tell all of the children that are here today, rebellion against authority, especially against your parents, is not normal for a Christian young person. That's not normal. That's not what you should do. In fact, God says that rebellion is like the sin of, of witchcraft. Would you, any of us in here, would you pray to the devil? Would you pray to Satan? Would you worship the devil? I don't think so. But yet God says when you are rebellious against authority, it's, it's that bad. It's as the sin of witchcraft. God wants children to obey their parents. Parents are the authority. Turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 13. I want to show you a verse of Scripture about authority in general to help us all understand what we mean by parental authority. You know, some of what is taught today in, as parental advice by parenting experts as best as I can tell, a lot of it is coming as a reaction against unbiblical parenting. There are a lot of bad parents out there that do not do things God's way and that harm their children as a result of it. But in many cases, people who have maybe grown up or have seen that, they go to the extreme on the other side and they, they commit er just a different error. And they say, well, we don't want to be like this parent who was, who was mean and who was abusive and was hurtful to their child. So we're going to go to this stream over, extreme over here and we're going to be just passive. And that's just as unbiblical. Now, it's easier to justify because it seems nicer, but it's just as unbiblical. And what parents must understand is that Mothers and fathers have been commanded to teach and to train their children God's way and that they will consequently answer to God for how they taught their children and how they trained their children. Hebrews 13, 17. Here's that nasty little word again. Obey. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable unto you. Now Hebrews 13, 17 is talking about spiritual authorities. And every mother and every father is a spiritual authority in the life of a child. And what this verse points out is that those that have the rule, that is those that have the authority, have the authority because they are accountable. Notice what it says as they that must give account. God will hold the authority accountable for how they led those under their authority. So here's a simple principle. Authority is based on accountability. Now, 
to every, every child here tonight, know this, that one day your mommy and your daddy is going to have to stand before God and answer to God for how they trained you, taught you, and how good of a mother or father they were to you. Can you imagine? That's a pretty big responsibility to have to stand before God and for God to examine what you've done and, and you have to answer for that. Well, that is the accountability, this is the word we're using here, that your parents have. They will answer to God. And it's because of that that they then have the authority to tell you what to do. Let's just put it simple. Mommies and daddies have the authority to tell children what to do. Moms and dads, you need to understand that you will answer to God for your, how you used your authority over your children. You cannot afford then to be passive. You must actively pursue biblical parenting. And that means, to begin with, teaching your children the very first expectation that God has for them, that is to obey. I believe with all my heart that this begins at the earliest stages of life. From the time even before they can speak, they need to be beginning to learn what it means to comply with the wishes of the authority. Because every child is born with a will, and that will will be used against any authority. And from the earliest ages, they need to learn what it means to obey. So that's the very first expectation that God has. The second one, back in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Honor thy father and mother. So the second responsibility of children is simply, Honor your father and mother. To obey is the action. That's what you do. But to honor is the attitude. That's the thinking. That's the thoughts. That's the, um, uh, uh, really the, the inward feeling, if you will. I don't like using that word, but to help us understand that, that honor is something that is more a matter of the heart than it is a matter of the hands and the actions. What does it mean to honor someone? I like this definition. To honor is to show someone that they are important to you. To show someone that they are important to you. That's what it means to honor. Respect is a word that is uh, close in meaning to this. And the fact is that parents are important to children and children should acknowledge that and they should let their parents know that both in what they say and what they do and how they do it. When we go back to those Ten Commandments that God gave in Exodus chapter 20, one of them is this, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. In Ephesians chapter 6, it calls this particular command the first commandment with promise. Because as you go through the list of the Ten Commandments, you have thou shalt and thou shalt nots, and there's just don't do this or do this. But when you come to this one, it's the first one in the list where God attached a specific promise to it. That if you will honor your father and mother, then God will bless you with a long and happy life. That's what he said. That thy days may be long upon the land 
which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Now let me address the parents for a moment. Do you want your children to live a life, a long and happy life, as defined by God? Is that what you want? I hope so. I hope you want your children to thrive. I hope you want your children to have God's best for them. Well, if so, then it is a parent's responsibility to teach them this because this is the key. This is the secret that God has given in this promise. It's a commandment given with promise. Deuteronomy 5.16, it's repeated there. Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And so children are to honor their parents. And you know what is also true? Parents should show their children respect as well. Not, not in the sense of, of submitting to them and letting them rule and letting them be in charge, but rather just the mutual respect that comes when we acknowledge that that child that God has given you is an individual person created by God and therefore has intrinsic value. Furthermore, they are a special gift from God to you. Therefore, they are worthy of your respect. You need to treat them as a person created in the image of God because that's what they are. And so, parents should show respect to children and children have been commanded to have an attitude of honor and respect toward their parents. You know, there are many ways to show respect and honor and there are many ways to show disrespect and dishonor. And I want to show you a few specific ways that God talks about that children sometimes disrespect and dishonor their parents. These are actions and behaviors that children, you need to avoid. Don't do these things. So turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 1. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Now here the positive instruction is for children to listen to and to obey the instructions of their parents. Not to forsake the law, but to keep it, to retain their words. Now the opposite of this, the opposite of an attitude that's wanting to listen and, and, and wanting to uh, follow the instructions that are given is an attitude of arguing. And one of the first ways that, that you can show disrespect that we see here in Scripture, children, is by arguing with your mother and father. You should never argue with them. Now, there is a time and a place for asking legitimate questions, for understanding, and even asking the question, why? Now, I'm going to guess that many children don't need any help ask, knowing that they can ask why. 
But there's a place for that when done right. But here's what's not right. It's when you argue and you talk back and you are questioning the authority of your parents. That's wrong. And you know what that shows? It shows that you don't think your parents are important enough to be telling you what to do. It's dishonoring. It's disrespectful. Arguing is disrespectful. Turn to Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. So notice a wise person, a wise child will listen, but a scorner or a foolish child will not listen. Here's a second way you can disrespect and dishonor your parents. That's by ignoring them. Ignoring them. Listen, when your children, when your parents talk to you, you need to listen. You need to give them your attention. Don't walk away from them. Don't start doing any other thing. Uh, Those older children we have here, don't put your earbuds in and tune them out. You need to listen to them. Your parents have taken the time to talk. You need to give them your time and listen. And don't just listen so that you can say you caught the words, but listen with an attitude of wanting to know and wanting to learn. Let's look at another example of something that's disrespectful. Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. Look at verse number 17. It says, The eye that mocketh at his father... And despiseth to obey his mother. There's that word again. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out. The young eagle shall eat it. That sounds like a pretty serious verse of scripture there. When God says that the eye that mocks his father and despises to obey his mother, that eye will be picked out by ravens in a valley. Let's just be honest. Some verses of Scripture are are gross. Now, what is God saying here? Well, He is warning against disrespecting your parents with your looks. Did you know that you can disrespect someone just by how you look at them? Here's here's one way that people show disrespect for others. Rolling their eyes. You know what I mean? You may not be able to see my eyes from here, but, you know, oh, you know, oh, rolling your eyes, all that again, you know, kind of an attitude. But, you know, there's a lot of other looks that you can give that communicate how you really feel about someone. Your face is a window to your thoughts. And when you roll your eyes or make ugly faces at your parents, you are showing that you're thinking dishonoring thoughts about them, that they're not important enough. And God warns that a person who does that will be punished for it. Here's another way that you can dishonor. Let's turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 20. Isn't it amazing how much the Bible has to say about parenting? 
and instructions given to children. Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 20. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. A lot of times people show their disrespect and dishonor others by unkind words. A child should always speak to his parents respectfully. Don't insult them, don't say mean things to them, and don't ever, ever say, I hate you. No. Don't say that. Why is this such a big deal? Well, Jesus said words come out of our heart. And when our words are bad, it means that our heart is being controlled by sin. Unkind words can dishonor. And let me give you one more thing just because it's included in Proverbs. Look in chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28. Verse number 24. Whoso robbeth his father or his mother and saith, It is no transgression, the same as the companion of a destroyer. This should go without saying, but stealing from your parents, that's dishonoring. That's wrong. Respect your parents' possessions as well as their person. Stealing's a sin, and to steal from your own parents, well, that's to dishonor them in a very big way. You know, there are many other areas that we could talk about, but let's get back to the heart of the issue. Children, are your parents important to you? They should be. And therefore, you should treat them with honor and respect to show them that they are important to you. And parents, it's also important that you teach your children what that looks like. They don't automatically know what is respectful behavior and honoring behavior and what is not. Children oftentimes just react out of feeling. They're driven by their emotions. And it's our job as parents to help them learn to live according to what is right and according to the truth and not just according to how we feel. So teach them what it means to be disrespectful versus respectful. Show them the difference in how you act. Because God expects children to obey their parents and God expects children to honor their parents. You know, as children grow up, the responsibility to obey begins to look a little different. And there comes a time when a child is no longer under the direct authority of their parents. But you know, there never comes a, a time when a child can stop honoring their parents. Whether you're three, whether you're 13, or whether you're 83, the responsibility to honor remains. Parents, if you have children at home, you are doing them a disservice if you do not teach them what God expects of them. You are not loving them if you hide the truth or you misrepresent what God says. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Teach them what God says. They can understand. Help them put it into practice. And children, obey your parents. Honor your father and your mother. And God says He will bless you for it. With heads bowed and eyes closed. You know, I'm, I am... 
very burdened for the families of our church because I know we live in a day and age that the biblical nuclear family has been and is being attacked more so than ever. And what's particularly frightening is the number of Christians that are doing the devil's work by giving terrible, unbiblical, ungodly advice to husbands, to wives, to mothers, to fathers, and to children. We have to be committed to the truth of the Word of God. 